Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Point of View. Steve Halster filling in tonight for Chris. I do a morning news program on AM 1100 The Flag, and the one issue that gets our phone lines hopping like nothing else is the border crisis. Mm -hmm. Asylum seekers and those who would try to sneak into the country. And it's in the news this week, just like it was last week and the week before, and, well, you get the picture. The U.S.-Mexico border is the site of one of the greatest humanitarian crises in our nation's history. About 8,000 people a week are being released into the interior of the United States after either crossing illegally or seeking asylum. Now, to give you some perspective, Castleton has a little over 2,000 people, so you're talking more or less about four Castletons worth of people coming in every week. In the last two years alone, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement arrested 266,000 aliens with criminal records, including 100,000 cases of assault, 30,000 cases of sex crimes, and 4,000 cases of homicide. Now, are all these people coming in criminals or freeloaders? Of course not. And this has nothing to do with race. Many of these folks are hardworking people who just want a shot at a better life. But some of them are not here for good intentions. There are stories on top of stories of trafficked children, suspected terrorists. We catch some of them, but not all. So tonight we're going to talk about it, not with hyperbole or drama, with facts. This should not be a Republican issue or a Democrat issue. This should be a common sense issue that all Americans can agree on. Sadly, it doesn't seem to work that way. We begin our conversation with North Dakota Senator John Hoven. Good evening, Senator Hoven. How are you tonight? Good, Steve. Good to be with you. Great to be with you, too. Thanks very much for taking the time. Uh, John, I'll ask you, first of all, out in Washington, D.C., what some affectionately or disaffectionately call this swamp. This is something a lot of people here in North Dakota really are thinking and talking about a lot on a daily basis. We hear it on our radio shows all the time. In Washington, D.C., does it rise to the top as one of those transcendent issues, or does it kind of get lost with everything else you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis? No, it's a real issue. It, it is a crisis. It needs to be dealt with. Uh, today we approved the $4.5 billion uh, supplemental that the administration had asked for. We've been working very hard to get it. We've, we finally got it uh, not only through our Appropriations Committee and across the floor with a big bipartisan vote. After a couple tries, we got the House to accept it as well. They voted it through this afternoon. So uh, we got that, but we need to do more. We, we need to close the loopholes in our law that caused people to continue to come illegally. We want legal immigration, not illegal immigration. We need to close those loopholes and secure the border. John, what is the biggest issue that stands between Republicans and Democrats here? Why is it that so many on the Republican side of the aisle understand there's something that needs urgent action? On the Democrat side of the aisle, it seems like people are slower to really come to action on this. Why do you think that is? You know, it's really hard to understand because securing the border is a basic function of the, uh, of the federal government. Border security is part of national security. Same thing with sanctuary cities. We've got to enforce the law. Obviously, as you said, there's a clear difference between Republicans and what we want to do, getting our colleagues across the aisle to join us. I hope the push from the American people will get them on board with us. We, it did with the, with the supplemental. But again, we need to do more. This is a crisis. We need to make the changes in our law that address the underlying problem. John, there are so many th things we can talk about in this issue. A lot of them forward-looking. What do we do with people coming up through Mexico right now? But I want to talk for a minute about what's happening within the United States. We're hearing thousands sure. of people a week being released into the United States awaiting an asylum hearing or those who cross illegally. 
Is there any way that we can just close the border and say, for six months, while we digest all the people that are coming in that are waiting for hearings, we're going to say no asylum, nothing in or out of the country, maybe besides trade, and just say, shut the border down, not let anybody in for whatever reason, until we can process what we have internally. Is there any way to do that? We have legislation that's led by Lindsey Graham, and if we could just pass that bill, that would address it very effectively because it would give us the ability to hold family units together for more than the 20 days, which is currently the limitation due to the Flores decision. We could hold them, I think the 100 days is what we have in there. It would also provide us with the ability to adjudicate their claim, to ask the right questions when they come in, only about 10% actually qualify for asylum, so we could then expedite the procedure, adjudicate their claims, keep people uh, intact until we've determined whether they're entitled to stay, and if they're not, send them back. That would effectively stop what's going on. That's what we need to do. Also, as you, you're aware, the administration is working with Mexico to help us, and they need to help us uh, as well in this process. But those two things would address it very rapidly in a very common sense way. And again, I hope that just there's enough push from the American people so that we can get our colleagues to join us, not only in the Senate, but we've got to get it through the House as well to address what is clearly a crisis. Drastic times cause for desperate times, desperate measures. Is there any way, back to my earlier idea about just saying, hey, for a little while, nobody gets in until we can handle what's here currently. You outlined some really good uh, possible initiatives there, but is there a way to really effectively close the border until we can get that done in the absence of that legislation you talked about by Lindsey Graham? Steve, what we want is a secure border. So we want a secure border wherein if somebody comes, I mean, we are a very compassionate country. We let people in through legal immigration. We also, for people that truly need asylum, you know, again, on a humanitarian basis, we provide that. What we need to stop is the illegal immigration. And so the, the steps I've outlined, there's no reason in the world that we can't do that. So again, we've, we've put this border supplemental in place. That's good, but that doesn't address the underlying problem. We need to take the steps I've described to do it. John, there are so many people who come at this with so many different arguments and people will say, the, the, uh, the harshness of the border is the fault of the president's. I feel like the most humane thing we could do here is have a process in place so that people would know before they start that, sometimes th hundreds, thousands of miles uh, trek through Mexico to know what your chances are before you get here. Having a well-defined policy that we can communicate to the rest of the world could be the first step in really shutting off that flow of traffic before it ever begins. How can we do that, do you right. think? No, no, that's exactly right. What, what you said is, is exactly right. I mean, that's a very dangerous journey. Uh, women and children are being victimized by these coyotes. They're bringing, you know, you've also got people that are bringing in uh, drugs. Uh, you've got human trafficking. You've got all these issues in addition to illegal uh, immigration, which is why we need to not only make the changes that we've been talking about, but why Mexico needs to stop it at their southern border. And of course, that's what the administration has been working with Mexico to do. Now, Mexico is taking some of these steps that they need to take so that, as you said, people aren't making that trek in the first place. But instead, if they want to apply for asylum, they can do so from their own country and then go through the legal channels. Senator, coming up in a few minutes, we're going to visit with Tommy Fisher of Fisher Industries, a great Dickinson-based company here in North Dakota. Do you feel like folks in Washington, D.C. are starting to understand the value proposition that Fisher can bring to this solution? 
I think so, you know, and uh, we need to continue to work with them until we get that done. They've got a great process. There's more bid opportunities coming up. I've been working with uh, the Deputy Director for Customs and Border Protection, a gentleman by the name of Mark Borkowski. They're familiar with the case. I've also talked to Secretary McAleenan, and there are more bidding options coming up. I, I, I continue to believe that Fisher has a very good solution and that they uh, can and should be part of building that border wall. Senator, before we let you go, you referred to uh, one of them earlier, but a couple important pieces of legislation that you worked on quite a bit uh, got through and got some approvals today. Uh, we could talk all night about that, I know, but in 30 seconds or so, can you give us a summary of what's accomplished by these couple of bills? Well, clearly the uh, supplemental that the administration asked for is needed so that we can address, you know, the, the number of people coming in and, uh, you know, make sure that, that the, we have the facilities to accommodate it, although the real solution is what we're talking about, and that's shutting down the illegal flow of people coming in here, uh, and, and that means closing these loopholes. The other bill, though, that we passed is the uh, defense authorization bill, incredibly important for the defense of our country obviously important in North Dakota to mine at Air Force Base, Grand Forks Air Force Base, our fantastic National Guard, but strong support for our great men and women in uniform and, of course, protecting our country. Very good. Senator, we know that these are very busy days. There's a lot that you're doing, so thank you for taking a few minutes with us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks, Steve. Good to be with you. Nice to be with you, Take too. Take care, Senator. John Hoven with us here via Washington, D.C., or from Washington, D.C. Well, stay with us coming up via Skype. From Arizona, we're going to be talking with Tommy Fisher, President and CEO of Fisher Industries. That's next on Point of View. Welcome back to Point of View. Steve Hallstrom in tonight for Chris Berg. We're talking about security on the U.S.-Mexico border. President Trump continues to call for sweeping changes to immigration law and for funding to build a wall to help Customs and Border Patrol deal with those who would cross into our country illegally. But Congress has been slow to respond. There are two campaigns underway, the effort to rebuild old sections of border wall and the effort to build new wall where nothing stands currently. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is the agency that awards the federally approved projects, but the Corps has selected vendors that have been shown to be slow, inefficient, expensive, and unsophisticated. Fisher Industries, great North Dakota company, has been passed over time after time by the Corps. Yet Fisher has raised the bar to a level far superior, most would say, to its competitors. Just look at the facts. Fisher offers steel with a design life more than twice the level of procured vendors, a warranty five times longer uh, a warranty that's five times longer, a price that's a fraction of the cost, a build schedule several times faster, a robust security package of fiber and cameras not offered by current vendors, and a bonding guarantee that nobody else in the industry is offering. And to top it all off, this is a Dickinson-based company. The president and CEO of Fisher Industries is Tommy Fisher. He joins us via Skype tonight from his offices in Phoenix. Mr. Fisher, how are you tonight? Great, Steve. How are you? Doing, doing great. Thanks for taking the time. So, uh, Tommy, uh, you got in the news a couple weeks ago because you were able to get a project done where it was paid for by uh, private donations, uh, donated land, and you did what a lot of people said couldn't be done, a, a section of that wall in a mountainous area or so. Tell us uh, what the reaction has been since you put that project together. Well, from the agents, it's been just fabulous. Um, they still can't believe that they actually have border security now in this half mile stretch. They were told time and time again they could never have it. You would have to patrol by foot or wait. 
until um, someone would intersect. Uh, they'd come into the zone that they could be intersected in. But, um, and the other part was, is when we first started, when we said we were gonna be done in a matter of days, they had some grins and thinking you're absolutely crazy. And then when they saw it happened, they were like, we can't even believe this. In a matter of 10 days, you change the whole mountainside, you have lights, you have a road, you have technology. It just made our life, uh, our job so much simpler to do. And you build something that's very, very effective for what we need. Does it look like there may be any future projects like that that you'll be working on soon? Um, yeah, we, we've got a bunch of them in the queue right now. And um, so as they raise money, I've given them a commitment that uh, we'll build every place that uh, they raise money for. I'm personally working on a couple of them right now. And um, we're hoping to work with DHS too on some of their Roosevelt easement land and get this thing really going. You've had a couple of, I guess you'd say, open houses down there along the border where you've showed what you can do. You've had senators, congressmen and women. Uh, you've had uh, dignitaries from uh, the, the federal government down there. Uh, as you kind of take a look at what's happened so far, do you feel like what you're doing and what you're able to do is gaining traction in Washington, D.C.? I, I believe so now. I mean, in a demonstration, when you see 100 feet is one thing. When you stand on the side of that mountain and see what we've built in 10 days, it is absolutely breathtaking. And I've had everyone from, you know, uh, Steve Bannon to other government officials that have seen, and they just can't even believe that, could it, you know, it could get done. And then, you know, the difference was, is even some of the government officials that drove up to the top of the mountain now with a car, you don't need a Tahoe. I mean, you could drive it with a Prius. And that's the name of the game. We have to take the fight right to the border and give them a proactive approach, not a reactive solution. Tommy, when you take a look at the value proposition that you offer, you've outlined it for anybody who will listen. One of the things that I really like about what you're offering is not even so much the price or the materials, but the fact that you're guaranteeing your work. Nobody else in the industry is doing that. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think since we handle our design and what we're gonna put in, I feel very comfortable in a five-year warranty well, we reached out to our bonding company and the different people that support us. They're comfortable in what we, you know, are providing. And then when us doing a half a mile, we've learned so much from this first phase too, that we're making a few minor improvements and we're only gonna get better, higher quality and faster. The Army Corps of Engineers, since you've been able to show what you can do uh, and uh, outline the specifications for what you've done and the testing projects that you've done, even since you showed that, it seems like uh, there still has been a reluctance from the Army Corps to include you in some of these builds. And uh, I think I saw one list, there were 11 projects out, and of the 11, since you kind of showed what you could do, uh, nine of them you weren't even allowed to bid on. Correct me if those numbers are wrong, and talk a little bit about that and how you can get better traction with the Corps. Well, I think both. We found out today that we were excluded from a $5 billion May talk on the eastern side, which is all of Texas because we propose to be proactive and do some design and we'd be ready to go when they said we're ready to go instead of waiting and you know taking the job another six months. So that's gonna be new news that we're gonna probably protest that here in the short time frame. And um, I, I think it's just difficult because when they see a private company build something that um, they may or may not have said that uh, could not be built to these agents, um, you know, I, I'm not really wanting to call that we're trying to show anybody up. We're trying to protect our border. And um, and no nonsense, we get things done. And so the time of excuses, I think, are over. 
and time to produce begins. And and I, I think there's some hard feelings. So I, I really believe it's gonna be an uphill battle with the core and the more we build and show what we can do, um, I think it's gonna push them farther and farther in the corner. And that's not our intent. Our intent is we would work with anyone who would be open that has the same goals that we do, deliver a high quality product in the fastest time for the fairest price for the American taxpayer. It's amazing that that message just can't get through to the core. Maybe that's just a swamp at work, I don't know. How about the president's reaction? Have you gotten any direct response from President Trump about what you've been able to do? Uh, I, have, I have not. I'm hoping that when the senators and congressmen come down, and I really hope the president comes down, within five minutes you could see what we built. We can drive you around the mountain and show what other bureaucracy has delivered for our border agents, and then let, let uh, the people decide. I sort of call it the uh, Pepsi challenge. We call it the border security challenge. You come onto our project, you take a look what we built in 10 days. I'll take you to another project that they built in a year and a half and you tell me who, you know, which project you'd rather have. Well, Tommy, there are a lot of people back here pulling for you. Keep fighting the good fight, and uh, don't go away. Don't give up. Hey, like I said earlier on the Hannon Show, uh, we're from North Dakota. North Dakotans never give up. If we can make it through the winter, we can do anything. <laughs>